Welcome to the Project Unchained podcast, where my special guests and I help you break free from the chains that hold you back from life's greatest experiences. The goal of this podcast is to educate people on self-care modalities that can and will improve your life if you commit to doing them. An effective self-care regimen is the single most important thing you can do for yourself to have a more extraordinary life experience. I'm your host, Ross Lepola, and I've spent the past several years of my life on a journey of healing and self-care after living many years chained down by my own limiting thoughts and beliefs. Now, I'm here to share what I have learned and to empower you to break free from the chains that hold you back from your unlimited potential. Let's get unchained. When you were lost in the woods, you were misunderstood by everyone, everyone. You were searching for words, but they came out absurd. And no one heard you, no one heard you speak your mind. They lost the This show is brought to you by The Belonging Blueprint. A strong sense of belonging is imperative to cultivating a life of joy, fulfillment, and purpose. With a strong sense of belonging, you will have the confidence it takes to do and create your life on your terms. It's time for you to break free from your self-limiting thoughts, your insecure thought patterns, and the social conditioning that keeps you from living your most authentic life. The Belonging Blueprint is a self-development course that has been designed to help you create the deepest sense of belonging within yourself. Guided along the way by myself, Ross Lepola, you will grow to a place that leaves you empowered to experience life on your terms. You can join me and others in a private community that will support you on your journey of personal growth and development. To get more information and to enroll, you can click the link in the show notes. You belong here. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Project Unchained podcast. I'm super excited as usual. I'm super grateful to be here again. Uh, the last episode with my life coach, Mim, was super awesome. I'm so happy to have gotten to chat with her and share her perspective with you all. Uh, I've had a lot of really good feedback from that. It sounds like everybody really enjoyed hearing what she had to say, uh, and I, I wasn't surprised at all by that. So, Super excited. Glad that you all uh, enjoyed it and got a lot of benefit from it. Um, she was definitely very influential in my healing journey and really helped empower me on the on the start of that. And that's, you know, a lot of what I want to do here is, is help you, help everybody go on their healing journey and work through some of that. Which makes me think a bit about a conversation that I had shortly after launching this podcast with a longtime friend of mine, Jana, and like super longtime friend, right? Like we grew up in diapers together, went to college together, and basically, hell, she's like a sister <laughs> that uh, known forever. Um, and actually, too, I've had a lot of people from my hometown of Cotton engage me since launching this podcast. And I just need to take a moment here and express my gratitude for that. And just thank you. Those of you from, from cotton that have reached out to me, it really has meant a lot and it's been super uplifting and super healing for me 
to have that support and reconnect with some of you because it's definitely, uh, you know, I've had a bit of an aversion to want to go home and see people that, you know, I especially before I went on this healing journey, I really never wanted to go home. I wanted to avoid the place pretty much at all costs. I didn't want to see uh, people that I had associated trauma with and associated you know, being mean to me with and things like that. So I was very avoidant of it. Um, anyway, you know, I had this conversation with Jonna and she had asked me if, are we ever healed? Right. We're on this healing journey, but are we ever healed? And the way I look at it, short answer, no, <laughs> nope, no way. Oh, but Why? If we're on a healing journey, why why go through a healing journey if you can't get healed? Right? Why 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 do it at all? And that's the harder part that I want to try and hit on here today. All right? So if we think about it, trauma and stress is something that's continuing in our life, whether it be because of a relationship, a romantic relationship, a friendship, um death, work, uh, different athletic adventures, um, all, all kinds of things. There's stress and trauma that can occur in all of those. And denying of that only hurts us more and we don't heal from that. So if we're working on ourselves to heal, we can not carry around more baggage, right? And I think about it, you know, the tough guys, man, they carry around the most baggage, you know, and you don't have to though. All this is is about learning to set the shit down instead of keeping a walk with it. But if we don't, if we deny it, if we don't deal with the stress and we don't heal it in a really conscious, chosen manner, then we just carry that weight around with us. When we live in a society of all kinds of crazy denial, you know, boys don't cry. Girls aren't as capable as boys or insert some other dumb bullshit here on that, right? All that is, is some form of hurt being expressed. And as that hurt perpetuates, it gets projected onto the next, you know, group of people and it creates generational trauma, you know? And like most of that shit, we're not even aware of as adults, not, like even right now, today, a lot of times we're not even aware about it. Hell, I think about how hard it is sometimes for me to still cry, you know, and I, I know I've done it on the episode and it's a lot easier for me to, in certain times, let that go when I'm doing a recording. Cause I'm just, I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm all by myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm not by other people. And so I don't feel as much of the judgment that's self-projected, right? And that's unfortunate because when I need or want to cry and I don't let myself cry, like that doesn't help me in any way. It just, oh, I feel more shame and guilt and that just causes more of a stress response in my nervous system, you know? And it got beat into me as a child that I was weak for crying. I was a wuss. I was less than. And like that trauma is there's still some of that that is in my being that I definitely it's something that I am still actively working on healing you know and 
because it's beat into you as a child that crying is, you know, especially for us boys, that you're a, you're a wuss. Like it becomes a defense mechanism to then suppress that. And like I say, that suppression, that call it a tool, like we talk about the self-care tools. This is a, a uh, self-preservation tool to not cry and to deny that. And so that can be still part of my nervous system. And again, it's something that I'm continually working on to, to try and heal so that when I do feel that need to cry, I can just want to be able to let it rip. Uh, Vanessa's really good at it. When she needs to cry, she can really let it go. And it's like, man, that's, <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. So another thing to think about, right? Like what is healed and is being healed possible? So the way I've come to look at it is there's two primary layers and, and each of those primary layers have just a ton of sub layers that would create a podcast about that. Oh, wait, <laughs> that's why we're here, right? So anyway, uh, there, I look at it again. There's two primary layers. First, you have to become aware of the trauma and hurt that has occurred like directly to you and work on healing that. So for example, me being bullied, that was something that was happening directly to me. And I've grown to a really good place for myself regarding a lot of that. And like, there's still more, right? I still have more work to do and that's okay. Um, but I'm not, my life isn't so limited anymore because of it. Right. And that's what I mean when I've come to a really good place. Like I can, I could do this. I can open up, open up to you all. I can tell my story to complete strangers and be okay and do it in a way that I feel is empowering to myself and empowering to those who listen. So your awareness of like those events transcends the trauma from your subconscious to your conscious mind and you become aware of them. You know that, you know those events. And being aware is what allows for the space for you to start to create change, right? You, you realize where your behaviors and your responses to the events are driven by those instances, by those past traumas. Roughly speaking from that point, then you get to choose how you react and behave moving forward. Um, it's a lot like in a lot of habit forming behavior, you know, you have to become aware of a habit that is not serving you that you want to replace. Um, but the key is you have to replace it. You can't just turn it off. So that's same thing here, right? You're, you're becoming aware of a behavior in a way that you react in certain instances and you have a desire to replace those with a more conscious chosen way. And when you consciously choose how you behave and react in a given situation, that's a much better sign of you being healed, right? And this stuff isn't easy to overcome, but it's the easier stuff to create change with, right? Compared to what I look at as the, the second primary layer. And that second primary layer is a lot of the stuff that, man, it, it's completely unaware of, like so far ingrained and so subconscious, it's really hard to even become aware of. Um, and I look at it as uh, there's generational aspects and there's other things too. So I think about it like, like spanking, right? Uh, it's physical abuse. 
straight up, it's physical abuse. It's an it's assault on some. It's assault, and somehow that use of force got justified along the way over time and over the generations, right? A child's safe space is supposed to be with the parent, and how the fuck are they supposed to feel safe if they're getting hit? If they're getting physically forced to act or behave in a certain way, or if they don't, they're going to get beat, right? So if you were spanked, do you spank your kid? Yes. Well, if, if you answered yes, then you got some work to do, my friend. And I believe in you that you can do that work and overcome that. It is possible. And if no, then that's kind of something, a sign that you were able to kind of heal some of that behavior and some of that like socially accepted, at least socially accepted at one point in time kind of behavior. You recognize that and chose to break the pattern. Breaking from that pattern is a form of healing. And so when you do that, you stop passing that pattern of hurt down the line. But just removing spanking is also in and of itself falling a little short. So why did you stop the pattern? What did you move on from, right? Did you forgive or did you forget? More on that in a minute. But you stop passing that hurt down the line. And that is, to me, one of the keys to being healed, right? You've done some of the work such that you don't pass on as much to your own child or other children. And additionally, you teach your kid about healing. You're going to teach them how to heal and empower them to heal and dress in uh, triage their trauma in their life in a manner that, uh, allows them to not get so stuck in their hurt and pain. And maybe, just maybe, before your kid has a kid, and they have done enough work as well, so that they're in such a good place that they're like getting to that point where they're healed, they're so good, that might mean that their kid could lead a healed life. So long as others don't do harm or trauma onto them, of course. Right. So in other words, one of the ways I look at it is it takes all of us. We have to do this journey together. And that's why I talk about this being a journey for all of us, a journey for me, a journey for you, the listener, for all of us to work on together. Right. And part of that second primary like layer, right, that's the generational trauma. And man, there's some there's some seriously hard generational traumas for people to have to overcome and heal all from all the human conquests, slavery, wars, famine, depressions, and more. Right. And we're being driven and divided by generational trauma right now as we, as we listen to this. And the thing is not all trauma is as brutal or physically violating as rape or slavery or war. Some of it is more subtly perpetuated, perpetuated, passed along. And what I mean and see right now is a huge inability for not just the leaders of the world, but for the people at large to have civil conversations about polarizing topics, about topics that have hard emotional charge, topics that are very um, divisive. We're so angry when someone sees a different perspective 
that about think think back to uh episode eight and the power of perspective right like that might be a good episode to listen to again but we're, we're so angry when someone sees a different perspective that like we fail to try to understand that perspective and the thing is we cannot hold multiple perspectives or understanding that different perspectives can exist and or we even refuse to even consider a different perspective then that is a good indication that you're being driven by fear. Again, if you have an inability to look at and understand multiple perspectives, different perspectives, that's probably a good indication that you're driven by fear. Why does that fear exist? Most likely it's not a lion trying to eat your ass, but it's some other form or forms of generational trauma that gets passed along through and it gets passed along through different beliefs, different behaviors, things of that nature. It, in, a, in a lot of it, it's in a, in a sense, when we're kids and we're being influenced by adults, we get, in a sense, guilt-tripped to think or guilted or shamed to believe and think and act in a specific way. There's so many times you can see on social media these days where somebody post something up and that person is, you know, socially irresponsible because they're not doing the right thing. But the right thing to you is not the same as the right thing to somebody else. And then, then nobody even considers to look at why somebody would hold a different perspective. It's just automatically wrong. And that's unfortunate. So again, to recap that, the, the two primary layers that I look at on this lens, right? There's the the direct trauma that happens to you and then there's the various generational trauma that gets passed along down the down the line. And again, oftentimes unknowingly, or even from a place of good intention, too. Right? First hand is easier first hand's the easier stuff to get over and identify. So generational stuff can be much greater to overcome. And in my opinion, takes a larger movement of people working together to overcome and create change, right? It's banking used to be socially acceptable. It's not so much socially acceptable anymore. So that is, you know, a good step in the right direction on a healing journey. For me, I feel as though there has been too much trauma and generational trauma in my lineage to become healed and to get to that point where you're like, everything is good. And I think about something like that and I'm like, man, that's saying something considering the privileges that have been granted to me. You know, while bullying messed me up and I had a really hard time with it, uh, there's things could be a lot friggin' harder for me. So I can't even begin to imagine what that looks like for societies of people who have been oppressed, the things they have to unpack and care for is far greater than what I have had to. If you haven't yet listened to episode 10 with my friend Connor Ryan, I definitely would encourage you to check that out and hear about some of his ancestral struggles and some of the things that he's had to cope with and heal from. Same thing with some things from episode 14 with my friend Ian Bell and some of the cultural struggles that he's faced. And I also encourage you to check out episode 11, Having a Different Conversation. 
because I believe that we can create massive healing space for us all in changing the way we talk about some of those subjects. So why do I choose a healing journey if I also think I can't reach that place? If there's no, if there's no summit to the mountain, right? You're just hiking that mountain forever. Why would I continue to do that? Why would I keep choosing that? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm really motivated to be the change that I want to see in the world, right? So that's what finally motivated me to get to this point of producing the podcast. Like I can't remain silent anymore. I, I need to talk about this stuff. I need to put it out there. Um, I, I want to see more people in better places with their mental health. I want, I want that for you. I want, I want to know that you are benefiting from this and or other work and more work and becoming stronger, uh, more mentally sound creator of self-love for yourself with a high self-worth and you value yourself more than you value the opinions of other people about yourself. I, I, I believe we can do that through these healing journeys. It'd be amazing for the world to be healed, but there's, there's so much work and I don't know what it'll get there, but uh, I probably won't see it in my lifetime, but I can, I can make a splash. I can make a ripple or I could choose to be silent and do nothing and continue to perpetuate the fear and hate and misery. I, I don't want to do that. So for now, the best I can do is, you know, create this podcast and promote a healing journey for, for us and be entrenched in my own healing journey. And, you know, like I said, I'm super passionate about this. I make exactly $0 from this effort and I couldn't be more pumped to put the effort in and do it. Uh, I've, it's been such an amazing experience. I continue to do this work because my life experience just gets better and better and greater and greater all the time. What I do for a living, my work, that gets better all the time. That is and that wasn't the case when I was engineering still. And a lot of what allowed me to make that big career change and step away from engineering is exactly this work that I'm doing on myself. My personal relationships, my friendships are better. All of those have improved. My relationship with Rosalie gets better as I continue to unpack layers and continue to improve my space and myself and my consciousness and elevate my consciousness. And my relationship with Vanessa continues to go on an upward spiral. And with both of us doing this work, we're constantly expanding and growing. There's been several times throughout our relationship that I've thought about how it's the best experience ever with her. And then <laughs> we like unpack another layer and go further. And it's like, damn, this is fucking cool. This is really, this is cool. I, I want this for, uh, I want this for other people. I don't want to hold on to it. I don't want to keep it selfishly to myself. I want other people to be able to do this work and massively improve their lives. And a lot of that with this healing journey, I've become massively more conscious and present in my experience. And holy shit, does that make everything way better? Like, I can't even begin to comprehend or try to describe to you just how much that consciousness and presence 
does for your life experiences. But, oh man, there there's going to be some other episodes specifically on that stuff in the future. And I think most importantly, it's a life intention for mine to pass as little of my trauma patterns onto Rosalie. I, I want, it's tough, right? It's tough because like I said, we can do things sometimes with good intentions, particularly as parents, and it can have a negative impact. And I just, I want to make sure that I'm being as conscious and as present as possible with Rosalie to not pass my hurt onto her. And that's, that's all I can do. That's the best I can do is to, to keep doing that. Like I think about the, the spanking comment earlier and saying that I look at that as abuse and assault and I, that hurts to talk about because I know, well, I know my mom listens to this, so she's going to hear that and she can hear this too. I love you and I forgive you. I know that you're just doing the best you can in that moment. And I, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, like I said, it was socially acceptable then. And it's just one of those things too, that it comes from a place of good intention to help guide somebody's behavior into being, you know, good, quote unquote. Um, so it can be tough. And with that idea of forgiveness, of forgiving that stuff and forgiving our tormentors and forgiving people who may have intentionally or unintentionally caused trauma onto us, today's tool is forgiveness. And you can forgive and forget, right? But remember, it's it's not about letting someone off from their responsibilities. It's about you not carrying that baggage around anymore. And that's where I mentioned earlier, right? The forgiveness or forget, right? If you are just forgetting about it, that's not good enough. When you forgive someone for hurting you, you let go of that hurt and you stop holding on to it. All right. Imagine having to carry your suitcase around with you the whole trip, right? If you go travel somewhere, you know, you got to carry your baggage around with you the entire trip. That would suck. No. So right now this forgiveness is you're setting the baggage down. So it no longer serves you. It no longer serves you. We're going to set it down uh, and we're going to leave it in the hotel room. You shed the weight. You stop reacting in ways that you don't choose to. So maybe you noticed it or maybe you haven't, but I'm pretty intentional and I don't use names of people who hurt me because I have forgiven them. I understand through that forgiveness that what they did or say to me was a reflection of them and where they were at at that time, not a reflection of me. Their bullying was coming from their place of hurt. And in my forgiveness of them, I let that go. I don't see them in that light anymore. I envision them having gone through journeys like this where they're in a better place and they're not a bully anymore or partaking in bullying like behavior, you know, because I think about it too. And I definitely through my pain and hurt bullied people. And it's definitely, you know, not something that I'm super proud of, but I understand 
like where that behavior comes from now. And I understand why I would have, you know, chosen to kind of create my own authority, create my own sense of worth by being a superior to somebody. And that's really what it comes down to is that the bully lacks the self-worth. So to feel a sense of that worth, you want to feel superior and above somebody. And that's what bullying can help you feel. So a few things there. It's, again, a reflection of them. So I stopped taking that personally, right? Hurt people hurt people. They lash out. So that bully was just someone who was also really hurting and didn't have a better way of expressing that. And I don't know where they are now in their life, but I I have forgiven them so much to the point that I send them my light and love so that they are in a much better place for themselves. Now, forgiveness in and of itself can be <clears throat> um, difficult, right? With, I think, at least without some form of way to like encapsulate, encapsulate it and, and make a ceremony of it, so to speak, make an exercise of it. You can't just think, oh yeah, I forgive, I forgive that person. So I want to share with you all a, a tool and an exercise that I've used for forgiveness in a couple of different ways. And it's super beneficial. And so I talked about meditating on one of the other previous episodes episode 17 when i talked about why athletes will benefit from self-care the the tool in that one was meditation so maybe revisit that if you haven't yet had a chance to to listen to the meditation exercise and the meditation talk there um but using meditation and forgiveness together so i will think about somebody who maybe you know, what was not so nice to me, somebody that picked on me and visualize myself having a conversation with them and just telling them, you know, I, I forgive you. I understand that you were hurting at that time and I forgive you and it's okay. Um, give them a hug and kind of be on the way. And man, there's times when it can be super, fucking powerful, super powerful. And a story for you all. And here's where I'll intentionally use some names because I want to celebrate their lives a little bit. I, two of my other childhood friends, so I'd mentioned Jonna earlier and there's a group of us that all kind of hung out. Uh, her moms were friends and there's a bunch of us kids that all that were all together all a lot, and two of the other boys in that group, Lyle and Adam, like we did so much stuff together as kids that we were always playing together, and it was a fun, strong friendship. And as we got a little bit older, I'm not quite sure exactly ages of time frame, so you'll have to bear with me there there definitely started to become times where that friendship was kind of not good anymore. And I was felt very abandoned 
by them not being friends with me anymore. They, they found a different crowd, a different circle of people. Uh, oftentimes they weren't very nice to me. I probably also wasn't very nice back to them. So uh, I'm not going to pretend to be innocent in this story at all either. But I remember being really bummed about that. And I was really hurt about it. And so those were two people that I really wanted to do a forgiveness meditation with because I, you know, I, I was hurt by that quite a bit. It was, it was tough to like not only go through all the bullying, but then to like lose friends that then became bullies to you in a sense. Like it was, it, it hurt real bad. So, man, it's tough. I do this meditation one day where I am forgiving them. And I just, I got super emotional. I finally connected with them and understood too why they had hurt. You know, they were going through some serious shit. Um, Adam had some various family hardships occurring that when I think back at it and I reflect on it and did that forgiveness meditation, I realized that that was super impactful for him and his mental health. And realize that, you know, the way we act and behave and talk is a reflection of ourselves, not other people. And he was just, he was hurting. He was, he was hurting. And then Lyle, poor dude, man, his dad got hit and killed in a train accident. He lost his dad. I, I and it was, it was so powerful. I find, I started bawling my fucking eyes out. It just, Sucks that it was the first time that I finally, after so many years, just missed my friends, you know, and it sucks. I can't, I could never, I can't call them up now. Unfortunately, they have both moved on from this world and are no longer with us. <sighs> and, you know, they were, they had good souls, they had good light to them, and unfortunately, that they were hurt and they didn't have a healing journey. And I, I just, I'm grateful for my healing journey because I was able to connect with them. I was able to go through that meditation and connect so powerfully with them and, and cry and heal and not, I put the baggage down. I finally, I put the baggage down with them, set it down and, in all honesty, I felt like I got my friends back because I can see in my mind's eye the light in their souls rather than the the hurt that I still carried around. And so forgiveness, man, like you gotta you gotta forgive. You can't just forget, and that's a big thing. Like are are you changing because you're forgiving or are you forgetting? Because if you're forgetting, then there's something in your reactions and your behaviors that's still being perpetuated from your, your trauma. But if you're forgiving, you're setting that baggage down. You're setting that hurt down. You're, you're letting it go. You might still have a scar. That's understandable. The, like you can't undo the past. You can't erase it. You can't delete it. So there's going to be, there's going to be some scars along the way, but damn, you can set the baggage down. You can set it down. And it's, 
it's powerful. And so I, I love that forgiveness exercise um, where you, you basically, when you are aware of and can connect with a specific person on specific things and visualize that effort and meditate on it. So you're just breathing nice and slowly uh, to calm your body down and just visualize having that conversation with them and forgiving them and setting that baggage down. And it's fantastic. I've done it a bunch and I really enjoyed how powerful my experience was when I did that with Lyle and Adam, because it was huge, man. I, I got my friends back and I, you know, it's just, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. And I know that a lot of people that I've connected with reconnected with from cotton. Like I know they all feel that. And that's, I really wanted to talk about that and, uh, just share that experience. So, um, yeah, learn the power of forgiveness. Forgiveness is not about the other person. Forgiveness is about you. It's about you setting that baggage down. It's about you moving on from the pain and the hurt that you don't need to carry around with you anymore. So forgive, set the baggage down, and go on that healing journey, my friend. Until next time. A quick note about the Project Unchained podcast. I'm not a doctor nor a therapist. I'm just a driven guy who has seen firsthand what this healing journey can do for the quality of a person's life experiences. The ideas and concepts I share with you are a result of my own ongoing journey and that of my guests. I truly want you to live a more free and empowered life. This is my gift to you. Thanks for joining Project Unchained today. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast. And if the tools you've learned have helped you, please consider leaving a review so that this show ends up higher in search results. By doing that, you can help me help others get unchained. If you know someone who specifically would benefit from today's episode, please share it with them directly. If what I'm discussing on the show resonates with you and you'd like to chat, please do reach out. I respond to all messages. You can find me on Instagram at Ross.Lepola, and I'm on Facebook, Ross Lepola. My email is in the show notes. Lastly, I want to give a special thank you to my very talented cousin, Galen Lee, for the intro and outro music for this podcast. The song is Lost in the Woods from her 2018 album, Learning How to Stay. You can find Galen's albums on Bandcamp, Spotify, and ViolinScratches.com. Until next time, I hope you live your life a little more unchained. Give yourself away.